Coming up on episode 15 of the Countdown 2 podcast, I'll tell you why it might be coming home, whilst Key and Jamal tell you who to have on your Euro 2020 accumulators. Yo boys, you're back, man. Um, how you been holding up? I see you are outside getting them rays on that. <laughs> All good, bro. Taking in the heat. Yeah, and the season one. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to the Euros. But, but the Euros this, this year, Keenan. Matches have been played across Europe. How, how do you feel mm. about that? Is that a COVID risk? What's going on there? Yeah, it's, it's different kind of Euros, isn't it? So um, oh. everyone's in their own little bubble and whatnot. It's a bit, it's a bit crazy. Like it's not what we're used to, and it. But at least it's on. I guess that's the main thing, and it like. It's just a plus that it's on, and obviously we get to see some good teams in the Euros as well. To be fair, along with some good players. Yeah. Now I hear I hear all of that, man. Um, just to introduce the viewers to this podcast, really, it's going to be a Euro 2020 preview. Pretty much just going through each group, giving our verdict, our predictions, and also giving our outright predictions and thoughts really on who are going to be the contenders and who might flop. Because I've got a couple of. Got a couple of controversial opinions, of course, but um, we'll leave it, we'll see. But yeah, just to start off with, um, I know you guys are probably familiar with the format of the Euros, but this year, like normal, two teams are going to be going through, but there's going to be four more teams going through as the third, ba- uh, third best, best placed team, and that's going to be based on points. Is this the first year they've done this, or has it always been like this? And they did it uh, in 2016, yeah. if I remember correctly. I think Portugal finished third in their group, if I, I remember correctly. They did, they did. And they went on to win it. Yeah, they did, actually. I remember claimed in the last day. But yeah, anyway, straight into the key. Um, we've got Group A. We've got Italy, Switzerland, Turkey and Wales. So who are your top two going through here? And is the is the, is the one of the third best place teams coming through, through this group? Um, I was speaking about this with friends the other day. I think with this group, um, don't write off Turkey, you know. I think Turkey could possibly top the group, if not come yeah. second. Yeah, Turkey, bro, they're playing some good stuff at the moment. And um, Yilmaz, the striker, I think he's going like, to have a good tournament. But Mancini's at Italy, and obviously... His, his win rate, his win success with Italy at the moment, they've been on fire. So I think it would be out of them too, to be fair. Third place, not too sure. I think it's anyone's, but I mean, the top three teams in that group should be pretty much straightforward, isn't it? Looking at it anyway. So, so who, you got, who you got, Switzerland or Wales? And do you think that they'll, they'll tell you enough, enough points to go through? Well, it is with Wales. They're a good team, yeah, but I think Without Ryan Giggs, the, 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 I think they'll finish fourth. So I think Switzerland will... Yeah, Switzerland, Italy and Turkey is out of them three. Whoever finishes first, second and third. But I think Italy will top the group and then out of them two for second and third place. All right, cool. Um, Jamal, Kiwi just mentioned Barak Yilmaz. They've, they've just won the uh, the league earth um, from, with Lille. And they've also got the right back, haven't they, from Lille? That's... Shelley, whatever his name is, Shirley. Yeah, yeah. Link to Spurs, yeah. it's supposed to be good, isn't it? 
But um, yeah. the same optimism for for Turkey, Jamal. I don't, you know, I've got um, <laughs> I've got on rock bottom. I don't think I, I, I ain't got um, going for it at all. I think I've got my my dark horses for the whole tournament are going to top the group in Italy. Yeah, I think on paper, I think everyone's sort of talking about uh, Portugal's and France's and England's and whatnot, the big name, big names. I don't think you're wrong to talk about them, but I think on paper, Italy's team, they've got experience. They've got some top ballers, especially in midfield. Oh, yeah. unbelie- unbelievable yeah. ballers in midfield. Yeah. yeah, They've got a goal scorer up front in a mobile. They've got pacey wingers around him. Other than sort of fullback, which I think is kind of like a bit of a weak spot, they're quite sweet. And even in fullback, they've still got like Florenzi and stuff. So they've got decent players all over the pitch and no one's really talking about them. So I've got them topping the group and i got Switzerland coming in second. I just think, you know, they're used to going to tournaments. Turkey, I can't remember last time I saw Turkey at a tournament doing well. Wales had a decent Euros 2016, but you know, four teams, four years on, it's not really the same sort of team. They've got sort of newer players there. I don't think they're as good. Switzerland, you kind of know what you're going to get. There's players that are playing at a high level in like Germany and stuff in their team. Shaka. You can always kind of count on them. Shaka, yeah, Premier League as well. <laughs> I think you can always you can always count on them to sort of navigate their way to like a round of 16 and stuff. Shakiri types. He's always going to pop up with a goal or two, a goal of the tournament. Remember the bicycle kick he scored a couple of years ago? Yeah, last, cool. minute, last couple of goals in the World Cup. He's got a hat-trick at the World Cup in 2014. He's just that type of player, in it? So I, I expect Italy and Switzerland to go through and I think Wales will take third spot. I just don't know if they're going to finish in the top four for third spots. Yeah. Um, I, I'm with you, you know. Italy, yeah, they, they were 100% qualified. Their qualifying record was one of the best there was. They conceded less than less than six goals, I think. And they scored 30-odd goals. They were really impressive. Like you say, Joel, mm. I've got it down here. Their midfield, it's something to behold. I mean, they're all like diminutive. Yeah, they're all quite small. But, you know, like typical Italians, isn't it? they've got that master streak about them where they'll throw the challenge and stuff. Like, they love it. But, Te- technicians as well. Yeah, technically they're so good. Yeah, technicians, bro. So I've got them top of the group as well. But, yeah, it's a bit, you're a bit wild having Turkey back with the group. You know, that's mental. I've got them coming. I, yeah. I just think they're going to rely on, like it's like Key said, they're going to rely on Yomaz, who, yeah, he's had a good season, but he's mid-30s. The creative source from midfield is Hakan Chanaloglu, who's been shit for the past few years. I just don't see... I've, I saw enough of Ozan Kabak at Liverpool, and that's <laughs> going to be their starting centre-back. I just don't think they've got enough to, to get through what's kind of a tricky group. They may finish third, but I don't see them... They've I don't got, see them basically. I don't, I don't see them winning two games, basically, which is what you kind of need to do so to got, make sure you get through. They've got Undo, whatever his name is, the one I was at Leicester. Did he, did yeah, I mean, same time? I mean, he didn't really do much at Leicester, did he? So. Exactly. But, um, I've got them, them too. And I've actually got Wales getting one of the top four spots. Because the way I see it, I think they'll beat Switzerland. I think Switzerland are pretty poor, to be honest. Um, last few tournaments, they've always struggled for goals. And um, Shaka's your captain. I, I don't know. I just feel some type of way. Where I, you can't trust that guy, man. You know, from... This isn't mad every game, yeah. You just hope it doesn't cost your team, but I don't know. Um, I've got them coming rock bottom. But going into Group B, which is actually a pretty straightforward one, in my opinion, 
Key, I've got you've got Belgium coming top, surely, yeah. Yeah, I've got Belgium, and then I had Denmark, and then Russia, Finland. That's how I had it. So not much changes to how it's already laid out. But yeah, yeah, Belgium should just breeze that. I don't think they they take any hours in that group. Draw at the max, but they should pretty much sit first comfortably. But. Belgium was strong. Belgium was strong. Mm. Yeah, I got the same order. I think the goal three for three. I don't see anyone in that group stopping them getting any points. Yeah. Should sail through confidence. And I got Denmark second as well, yeah. yeah. Uh, has, has, has Hazard gone? Yeah, yeah. I know yeah, Forgan's yeah. there, but he's Hazard. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Whether he's fit or not, it's a different story, but he's there. But he's there, yeah. Listen, we'll get to Hazard later. Yeah, I've got, I got a couple of things to mention <laughs> with Hazard. But, um, yeah, it's a full house, bro. I've got the exact same order as you guys. But to be a bit more in-depth, I've actually got Russia getting one of the top four spots. Um, really, because I think Finland should be three points for everyone. Um, it should be pretty simple. And um, whoever wins or whether the draw, uh, Denmark and Russia, four points for both of them should be enough, in my opinion, to see them go through. Um, into the knockout stages for both. Um, we don't really need to spend too much time on that, but if you're playing fantasy in Euros, you should be having Belgian players all over your team because they will stack up points because they're going to hand out a few punch-ups in that group. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, moving on to Group C, we've got the Netherlands, Ukraine, Austria and North Macedonia. Why the North Macedonia now? Why put it just Macedonia? Um, key, <laughs> we've, got, we've got the Netherlands top, yeah? Yeah, um, nah, you know, bro. No, there's something, there's something about him, bro. Frankly, boy, I like, yeah, <laughs> he, bro. He's recently, um, I think it's the players, the players are getting onto him about switching formations. Like, we're not used to this, we're not used to that. The coaches don't know what they're doing. I think they might have low key, they might have a stink of this, this tournament, you know. Yeah. I had, I had Austria. Surprisingly, Ukraine second, and then the Netherlands third, and then North Macedonia fourth. It could, I could be wrong, but the Netherlands, they just don't seem right at the moment. I don't know if it's the ball or the players or the formation. I just don't know, man. Bro, looking at that group, there is no way they can't at least win two games. I know, uh, I probably just said something about Germany in 2018, their group, but mm. like, yo. Ukraine, Austria, North Macedonia. Uh, yeah. Maybe they lose to Austria, but Ukraine and North Macedonia. Jamal, they're, they're not losing to them too. Come on. I'm I'm not as far over as Key, but I'm sort of leaning towards Key's side. I don't trust them, man. I don't yeah. trust them. I don't trust the manager. Jose said it best a few years ago. Worst manager to ever grace the Premier League. One of the worst in Europe. Dreadful manager. And like Key said, Players just ain't, don't seem to be buying into what he's doing. I think Van Dyke not being there is a big, big, big miss. I don't know who's left there. I mean, they've got De Vrij and De Ligt at that, but I just I don't. It's not the same to me. There's no no dominant figure there. Keepers, Tim Krul's going to start. Can you go into a tournament with Tim Krul as your number one? I don't know. Eppensburg, whatever it's called, bro. He went to the he went to the Euros, which shows how desperate they are for goalkeeping. Yeah, in, initially they picked Sillerson, but he got COVID, and yeah. then he dropped, he kicked him out of the squad. Oh, really? well, he got COVID like last week, so he, he could have been 
could have been could have, could have been clear, didn't it? So I don't know what, what went on there. I just don't trust them, man. I don't know. So well, why you got? I've got. I, I couldn't split them, so I had either Holland or Austria top. I had one of them will be top. If you had to push me, I'd say Austria. Holland second and Ukraine third. Well, it wouldn't surprise me to see Holland finish third, bro. Yeah, it really, really wouldn't. It really wouldn't. I don't trust them, man. Yeah. I don't trust them at all. Okay, they're yeah. relying on Memphis for goals. I just, uh, I don't know. Man. Yeah, you both, you both hit the nail. I've written down here. They've definitely got. Bust like potential like calamity like France 2014 World Cup type 2010 sorry type of a uh, disaster, but that their midfield is good enough in my opinion to see them through this group as as tabletop as really to win it. Their midfield with uh, Frankie De Jong, um that's pretty strong. Um, up front, like you say, Memphis. I'm not sure. I would have took Bergwin even though he's had a bad season, mm. but. They got Quincy Primes again. These players you can't really rely on, and that you know who I don't like actually for the Netherlands. That Dumfries, the right back for France. Dumfries, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's poor. Every time he's he a mistake, bro. Mistake waiting to happen, and he just doesn't. Mm. His calibration just isn't there, bro. It's a bit mental. But um, let's move on. Yeah, move on. Group D, Group D is England group. Um. Boys, it's coming home. It's coming home. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll start here. I've got um, England. I think they could probably sweep this group, just win every single game. Croatia, I'm not too high on. Their team's old. There's no Rakitic. There's no Mandzukic. So a lot of the experience there is gone. So it's down to a 35-year-old Modric and Kovacic, who was poor towards the end of the season for Chelsea and got dropped. For the biggest games, actually. Um, so yeah, I've got England comfortably winning with Croatia following. You got England topping it, Key. Yeah, I had um, England top, Croatia, Scotland, and then Czech Republic. But the way McGinn's been playing, don't be surprised if Scotland comes second or something like that. I reckon they could give Croatia a game. To be fair, I think Scotland are going to go into it on a high, and it like they can't believe they're there. So. Yeah. Just go in, just go and play. Like, but I think they can they can cause a few upsets. Hopefully not against England, but England should top that group comfortably. I think. Scotland are just shocked, be. bro, because like you, their best two players are left backs. Like, shit. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's so unfortunate. It's, yeah, it's just says it all. I I think England sweep the group. I don't know if I'm. Happy about them sweeping the group because it means they get the runner-up from the group of death, yeah. which in the next round, which makes things a little bit more difficult. But they, they should sweep this group. I got Croatia second, I got Czech Republic third, and Scotland last. I just think the lack of experience for Scotland in like high games, high leverage games, other than Robertson, no one else there really has played in massive games. I know Tierney played. Bare years at, uh, for Celtic and played in old firm games and stuff, but I mean like big, big games. Tom and A's played in a couple of big Champions League games and stuff, but you know you're relying on Shay Adams for your goals and it's not enough. It's not enough. At, at international level, it's not enough. It's not enough for Southampton, so it's, it's definitely not enough here. I don't think I got Scotland rock bottom. Yeah, I, I probably agree too. Groupie, um, Groupie is interesting, you know. Because you look at Spain's squad, 
you don't know how to feel about them. And uh, you got Poland for me, who who will top the group because they weren't the best striker in the world, and their teams played together for so long. They just know each other in and out. They had another great qualifying, um, as they pretty much always do for these big tournaments. They're always there these days. So um, I've got them top of the group with Spain coming second and Sweden taking third spot, but also going through because I, I think Slovakia are just going to get battered, key. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I can, I can see that. I mean, looking at Sweden... Poland, Spain, they'll all fight for second, obviously. I think Spain might just edge it. Poland second, Sweden third, and Slovakia at bottom. I think that's that would be the order. I think Spain might be just too experienced for everyone else, which will probably get him through to top spot. But then Lewandowski, and if he if he turns up, bro, that Spain back four's inexperienced. Playing together and whatnot, he could have a field day against them, you know. Exactly, it's a massive transition mm. for, uh, for Spain because normally you, a lot of their players, you, they, they come from Barcelona, Real Madrid, so they've got a great deal of fam, uh, familiar, familiarity of playing with each other. Whereas yeah. sometimes there's no Real Madrid players at all, and a lot of the experience is gone. And you've got players like Laporte, who is literally just talking to these guys for the very first time in his career. And um, a lot of new faces. I mean, yeah, Jamal, this definitely, this is another one where it could, I wouldn't be surprised if it just blew up. But yeah, I don't think. I went, I went back and forth on this group like five or six times. I don't know. Spain are a bit like Holland. I don't know how much faith you can put in them, but more so from like what you said, just a lack of familiarity. There's so many names that just aren't sort of used to being here. Laporte's one. Pau Torres, I know he's been in the last few squads, but he's not like a regular face. Um, the Brighton keeper. Um, what's his name? Adama Traore. Pedri at Barca. It's, just a, it's like a transition phase. It's not quite what it is or what it was. I've got him second behind Poland and Sweden third. But it, it, it could end up anywhere. Anyone could go through from this group. It's, this was the to me. This was this was the hardest group to call. Really, you you guys are not as high on Poland as I am. I just, I, nah, I, one man band, bro. I just uh, other than Lewandowski, I, outside of that, there's there's Zielinski. There's other there's other good players, but there's no like no like second star. At least with Spain, they've still got top players. They've still got Laporte. They've still got. Um, Tiago, they've still got you know top players there. I just don't know if outside Lewandowski, Poland, I've got one. Well, well, when for me, when it comes to international football, especially if you've got if your best player, especially well in Poland's case, their best player is literally their best player in this position in the whole entire world. Having him as a striker is so key because their t- their team, his teammates, will listen to him, you know. So. They'll always be looking to get the ball in early. They won't overplay. As many times as they can give him the ball, they will just give it to him. And if he does his job, if he's a job and he just finishes, then that's a that's a good recipe for success in international football for me. Um, because you've got that focal point, you know. But yeah, talking of focal points, Germany and Timo Werner. Uh, this this could be another uh, World Cup situation. You've got your Joachim Love where 
going out, just looking, going out sad really, and both last last few tournaments. Um, so, Key, yeah, so I'll start with you. Where, where have you got Germany finishing in this group, Group F? Um, I, I, it was hard, but I did have them coming third. I did have them coming third. I think they'll just put, they'll just beat Hungary, whatever score they might need to, but then come unstuck against France. And they could probably nick something against Portugal. I think I think it's a, a group that goes down to goal difference. I think between the first and third, but the big the big three should get through, which is where I had um, France top in a group, Portugal come in second, Hungary rock bottom. I don't think they grab any points at all. You know, <laughs> they're goal difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Straight over to you, Jamal, bro. Have you got the same order? So I think it was France. Portugal. I've got the same. Yeah, I've got, I got that order. Yeah, that's what I've got. Um, I think Germany are going to struggle defensively more so than going forward. Um, I'm not even too sure Werner's going to play, really. He could, but Havertz has played well as a false nine in recent weeks. Yeah. Thomas Muller's back in the squad. Maybe maybe wants to put him back down the middle as a nine. I don't think it's... Whereas the World Cup, it kind of had to play him down the middle. I don't think that's the case anymore. I think they've got alternatives that they can play there. But I think I think Germany win against Hungary. I think they'll draw against one of Portugal or France and lose against one of Portugal or France. I don't think they're... I think they're just about scraped through the group. And just about get out as the third, as one of the best third players finishes. But I don't, I don't have high hopes for them in the tournament. I don't think it helps that they know the manager's leaving. Yeah. I don't think that helps. I think if they would have yeah. waited until after the tournament, kept it in house, then maybe they have a bit more motivation. But I just yeah. even even him, even the manager himself, he's won a World Cup. There's not really much that he's got left to prove. At, at, uh, um, with the national team into semi-finals finals he's, he's done a good job he's brought through the next batch of generational talents and stuff for the country he's done his job in it so uh, it's, it's a weird a weird dynamic with them at the minute uh, I've got the same same obviously same list as you guys have as well so uh, just to go back to your point about Joachim Law, but could you not flip that and say that the team, especially the core, the core players who he's been coaching for for years, they'll be doing this for him. They'll be fighting for him. And you do say they've won the World Cup, but they haven't won the Euros. So that's something that they can achieve. So it'd be a good sign off and to uh, to mark their stamp of the last ten years as one of the truly great national teams that we've seen. Because I mean, Spain done something similar, didn't they? They could. They they could. I just don't. I don't think they will. Um, like I said, I look at set, I look defensively, especially at centre back. Uh, I'm not big on Hummels anymore. Is that what it was? I'm not big on Nicolas Sula. I'm not sold entirely on Rudiger, even though like he ended the season while and won the Champions League and whatnot. I'm just not overly sold on them. Fullbacks still seems to sort of be an issue. I mean, they'll probably play Kimmich at right back, but left back. I'm not overly sold at any of the left backs. I think in midfield, in, in Cruz and Gundo and in Goretzka, they've got a solid base. 
and the two wingers, you know, I'm gonna get onto one of the wingers later. But the two wingers. They should on paper, the team's not bad in it. I just think the deeper they go into the tournament, I'm just not so sure they're gonna hold up defensively. And I think that's what might cost them. All right, cool. So at least we've all got Germany going through as the third place team. But um, yeah, so we'll take a little break now and we'll come back and we'll tell you guys who's going to win the golden boot and who's the player to watch. All right, cool. So I'll be back. Um, I'll start here. So the player to watch for me is Thiago, Thiago Catara for Spain. Um, Liverpool, this season with Liverpool, it was underwhelming, even though it picked up towards the end of the season. I was expecting much more because he's one of my favourite players to watch for many years. And for Spain to do anything really, um, he has to be the key, the key man. I want, I want to see a tournament like we did from Iniesta in 2012. That Those are the type of levels that he can play at and those are the type of levels that Spain require him to be at. Jamal, do you think he can reach that that standard? Uh, I don't. I think it's unfair to ask him to get to that level as well. Um, I think you go back 10 years to the Euros 2012, Iniesta was in his prime years, his best years, with a great supporting cast. I don't think Thiago was in his best years and I don't think he's got a great supporting cast, so it's difficult to ask him to get a certain level. I think he'll have a decent tournament. Um, He'll do what Thiago does, um, keep the ball well, move the ball well, progressive passes and stuff, silky footballer. We know what you know what he's good at. We know what he, what he offers and that. But I just thirty years I old. Thirty years old is that's his prime years for midfielder. Yeah, but you look at Iniesta, the players he had around him. He had Xavi, he had his clubmates, Xavi, Xavi uh, um, Busquets. He had Alonso around him. He had top top players around him. Thiago doesn't have that. Thiago ain't got that. That he also was in a team of winners. None of these, none of this current Spain group have won anything nationally. Jordi Alba might have, but it's not. I think it's a different situation. I think he can have a good tournament, but I just don't, I don't think he'll reach that level. That that level you're talking about was one of the best performances from a midfielder in a tournament. I I mean individually, what I say for them to reach that level for Spain to do anything key. Um, I don't necessarily mean for them to, because in 2012, they literally just swept their way through. It was a mismatch in every single game. They won the final 4-0. I don't expect them to do that. For me, success for Spain would be semi-final, quarter-finals, something like that. Key, can they achieve that? Or is that, again, as Jamal says, am I asking too much from, from Spain? Um, I, think they, I think they can do it. If Spain... Let's say Spain top the group. Who do they play from the next group? Is it Group D? Is it? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. So I think runner, yeah, runner up, runner up a Group D. Is it? No, yeah, yeah, so runner up a Group D, which is our so, group. Yeah, so then you're talking Croatia. England, Croatia, or Czech Republic. I think that they can beat England, Czech Republic, and whoever else. I don't know with Spain at the moment. I think it's it's just um, you know because we're so we're so used to watching a Barcelona and Real Madrid team put together on the international stage and then they just sweep everyone so easily. I don't. I'm not sure they've got that that weight anymore. Like you know they were 
I'm we're such a good team. I'm disappointed with this take from you, you know, because this is your league. Bro. So, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm not sure. Individually, yeah, they're, they're sick, but I've been watching them in like the qualifiers and whatnot. They're, it's, it's not Enrique, it's the players, and you can see it's the lack of experience, you know. Eric Garcia at the back, players like this, you know, they can be very uh, costly to them, but they should be fine. I'm, I'm, I'm saying quarterfinals at least for Spain. Whatever they do afterwards, you know, you've got to give them props for if they go that far. But I'm saying quarterfinals at least. Cool. So who, who are your, who's your player to watch? Um, um, player to watch for me is Kimmich. Oh, that's Kimmich for me. I don't know. I was contemplating putting him down, but I just wasn't sure where I was going to play. Yeah. I'd say um, Kimmich, man, for me, like, over the past three seasons or so, I know you've been playing in the German League, but I've had him as like one of the best footballers in, in Europe. His, his IQ is just so heavy, man. Like he plays like he's in his prime already, like deep into his prime and he's only like 20, 23 or is it? He's good. Well, he's, he's just too good, man. He's just too good at football. But I think with Germany, it depends where they're playing him. If they're playing him at right back, then I think he's a slight hindrance in like what he can do. But if he's being played in midfield, definitely one to watch, man. All right, cool. Um, just to touch on that, Kimmich is 26. So he's 26. holding the looks, but yeah, he's banging his prime, like you say. Mm. Um, for you, Jamal, who, who's your player to watch? Uh, I've got a couple, you know, that are all right. I've got like three or four that I'm trying to keep. <laughs> right. uh, I couldn't pick, I couldn't pick just one. I couldn't, I couldn't pick just one, man. It's, it's a big tournament. I couldn't pick just one. I had, um, who did I have? Wait there. Look at my notes. I had Chiesa of Italy. Maki, I think as good as Emi Field's going to be, and I think as good as Immobile will be down the middle, I think he's going to be their most dangerous player. In terms of his pace, his directness, he knows where the back of the net is. I think him out, him out wide, his senior out wide. They're gonna have good tournaments. I got a, got a good feeling about Italy, you know, a really good feeling. I think he's gonna play a big part in it. I got my eye on him. I wonder where you're got, back him. I got maybe I have, maybe I have already. <laughs> I've got, <laughs> I've got Ferran Torres of Spain. Mm-hmm. I think is that a, he had a weird season because I think. When I saw him for City, I wasn't overly impressed with what I was seeing. It wasn't, it didn't cost big money. It didn't come with massive hype. But there was times like the goal he scored against Newcastle the other week. No. You can see, you can see he's got, yeah. he's got something there, but he just never really, he ain't really shown it consistently with City, which is, I can't really criticize him too much. He's got, you know, Mares and Sterling and Folden, etc., all these top players ahead of him. But with Spain, especially in the first half of the season, all he was doing, every time he played for Spain, the, the ball's in the back of the net. Mm-hmm. When they, was it Germany they battered? Yeah, exactly. um, yeah. I think he scored, I think he might have scored a hat-trick in that game. Every time he seemed to touch the pitch for Spain earlier in the season, he was scoring goals. And I think in this tournament, in the, the forward areas, they're going to struggle massively. I think Morata as their number nine is a danger. I think Adama Traore 
as one of the wingers is a danger. No, listen, um, we laugh at Adama Traore, but he's not a god, bro. He's, he's not, not one of the numbers. He's not putting up numbers. He might be running back, bro. He's a running back, bro. He might put up numbers. He's not. He might. He might. He might cause havoc in that sense. But he ain't putting up no numbers, bro. He's not scoring goals. Kilometers on the map. Yeah, bro. He's, he's doing a hundred, hundred yard dash, and I'm not interested in him. He's Torres is really, in my opinion, the only one that's shown K that he's gonna be able to score for Spain. So I think he, I'm interested in seeing him. Bruno in Group F. I'm interested in seeing Bruno, not because I've got energy. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying with, with Bruno at Sporting, he was the main man. He was the talisman at United. He's the main man. He's the talisman. I'm interested to see what kind of role he takes on. He's not going to be, he's not the main man and he's not the talisman. So I'm interested to see how he kind of navigates that when the attention isn't quite fully on him. There's genuine top, top players around him all over the pitch. The ball's not always going to be at his feet like it is at United. The, something's gone wrong at United, Fine Bruno, he'll, he'll find a way. It's not going to be the case, I don't think, with Portugal. So I'm interested to see how he does if he can carry on, he's put up a lot of goals and assists this season. If they're going to have a good chance at this tournament, I don't think they can just rely on Ronaldo. And I think he's going to need to pop up with some big goals and big moments. Listen, we said it a few months ago, I'd use that scene to have him there with KDB. I'm not too sure. Big, this tournament's full of big games. He needs some big... Yeah, have one. He has not had one yet. He needs a big game. And there's going to be... A, at this tournament, there's, if they're going to win it, there's going to be a big game that you need to see from him. I just don't know if he's got it in him. You're right. You are right, bro. He's got no excuse because the way that Porsche were probably going to line him up, they'll give him in his, they'll put him in a number 10 as, as he wants to yep. be. Bernardo Silva on the right, um, Felix, or however many options. They've got good options to put on the left and they've got Ronaldo up front and you've got two sitters who are not going to move from there. So your defensive freedom is, is non-existent. I mean, your defensive responsibilities are just non-existent. So, yeah, you are right. He has to perform for Portugal to get far. But, yeah. I've got, um, I've got one more player as well, sorry. Um, Sane. Mm. I was big on Sane at City. Thought he was a top talent. Unbelievable talent. I'm surprised they didn't try and do more to keep him. Surprised they let him get down to within a year of his contract. 50 million at the time to me when he went to Bayern. Seemed like a snip. Didn't have a great year in Germany. Six goals, nine assists in 32 games. Not great. Um, the PSG game, I remember speaking to you at the time about it. Both, more, more so the first leg. Absolutely stunk. Yeah. Was it the first leg or the second leg? It was one of the legs. He stunk in one of them legs. And, and, and oh, aliens. my God. Yeah, it was tough to watch. It was yeah, tough to watch. One, yeah. It was tough to watch. And I think, like, we've just, if you think that Timo Werner is going to start up front, they can't afford to have another passenger up front. He's going to play on one of the wings. They can't afford to have two passengers in that forward line. So I think he needs a big tournament. I think he's capable of it. He's, he's, he's coming off the bat. I know he missed last year at City with an injury, basically the whole year. And it might have had to take him a bit of time to get up to speed. But at a tournament now, this, this is where the big players come in and show themselves as big players. And, and I think he's got the potential to be one. So... I'm expecting big things from him. He's one to watch for me. 
All right, cool. So we're going to have one more break. And then after this break, we're going to come back and tell you who is going to win the silverware. So who's going to scoop up top goal scorer, the golden ball for best player and the actual tournament. And we're back. Um, so yeah, boys, who is going to be the top goal scorer? Who's going to take home the golden boot key? Um, I've got three players listed down. Bro, come on. Don't do what you're doing. You're not going to share, are they? I've got three. Um, in no particular order. I think Gerard Moreno. I think he's up there. I think he's going to grab a few goals for Spain if Morata's not on form and he does play. But even if he does play from the right, I think he's going to get a few goals for Spain. Second player, I've got Ronaldo. I just think Portugal are just going to prioritise him and get the ball to him whenever they can. I think that's all Bruno's going to be there to do. And then last, Harry Kane. Because the thing is coming home. I think Kane's just going to fire us to glory, man. I think I think Kane can do it, to be fair. Just like what he done at the World Cup, isn't he? He got the golden boot at the World Cup. Mm. He's going to carry that momentum on. After a good season with Spurs, I think he's gonna he's gonna bring it home for us, man. Yeah. Fingers crossed, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, well, hopefully, I'd, I'd love to see Kane win it, you know. Um, mm. But these next few picks, um, you're gonna notice a pattern, really. Um, so for me, the top goal scorer is, is going to be Lukaku. Firstly, to be top goal scorer, what you need, in my opinion, is an easy group that you can just stockpile goals a la um, Kane in the World Cup so Kane pretty much got all of his goals in, in the group stage so and Belgium have got that and they will score loads of goals and um, Lukaku is always up there in his tournaments in terms of goal scoring so yeah I think Lukaku is going to uh, be top goal scorer Jamal I saw you nodding is that agreement yeah um, I had him and Kane but I just think his his group, he'll put big numbers in the group. And then I think if England top the group like I expect them to, they're likely going to play France or Portugal in the next round. And I'm not sure if we've got enough to beat them. So you could be saying Kane can be playing four games, whereas Lukaku could go a lot further. So I think Lukaku will be golden boot winner still. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Um Back to you, Nigel, quick. Who is the Golden Ball winner for best overall player? I've gone with Marco Verratti. Marco Verratti for me, I think, as I've said the whole part, I think Italy are dark horses. No one's really mentioning them. And I think he, when you think of best midfielders in the world, no one ever really brings him up. Yeah. And I think he's legitimately, you know, Nick, how long I've been a, been a fan of him. Is legitimately one of the best in the world. And I think he'll show it in this tournament. as not a flaw in his game. He's tenacious. He's technically unbelievable. Great under pressure. Can receive the ball whenever. Defensively switched on. Ticks every box. I think he's, he could show it. If they, if they have to have a good tournament, I don't even think they necessarily have to win it. I think if he can have a good tournament and maybe get to a semis, I think he could, he could, he could win the Golden Ball. Okay, who, who have you got? Um, I think if you've got England coming all the way or knee all the way, are you back in Kane, one of the boys from uh, England? Um, 
Nah, yeah. Nah, not not really, you know. I think I I did say Kante a few weeks ago to mates, only because of like what he's been doing. Is it um might have a match every game in the Champions League from the quarterfinals, was it or something like that? Yeah. And is he I remember the podcast we done a few few months back now and we were saying he's so out of touch with what he used to be doing and whatnot and all of a sudden he's just switched on and then the match is here and there and he's you know he, he, I want to say carried Chelsea but he, he did make a change to Chelsea and I think with this French team that's what that's exactly what he's going to do there I think so I think Kante might just edge it but I would go with Verratti as well to be fair all right, cool. So Verratti can say, um, I've got Ian and Hazard. The comeback, <laughs> the comeback tour is going to begin, yeah, in June 11th or whenever Belgium play their first game. You two, yeah, especially Houston, this is going to be for Houston in particular, yeah. You've doubted this guy for how many years? He's been, he's had a bad time at Real, he's been injured, whatever, he's getting weight. But yo, this is gonna be the comeback for the ages, yeah. You'll see. He's gonna win the golden ball. Lukaku's gonna win the top goal scorer. And I'll ruin it now. I think Belgium are gonna win the whole Euros. Eden Hazard is gonna be, he's gonna roll back the years. 100 percent Watch. Well, defensively though, Belgium and uh, the shaky, bro. Jason Denier out the viral. Um, exceptional going forward, yeah. They've got the Tongan, the Tongan or the V round, Thomas Junior, and they're finished. Let's talk about 36 year old centre backs. That can do it. The, Left back, they got that Castan in it from Leicester, if, if that's how you pronounce it. Castagne, yeah, exactly. That's a good point. Yeah, bro, nah, man. Defen- defensively, they're a bit shaky. Courtois, you never know what Courtois you're going to get. Okay, so good keeper, don't get me wrong. Who's going to win the Euros for you then? Um, actually, you know what? I've jumped the gun there. I just got too, too emotional about Hazard. Before that, we got... Uh, <laughs> before, before that... Hazard hurt. Dark Horses. So um, I'll kick it off. I had Spain. I mean, I like the look of the team on paper. I know it's a lot of new faces. But um, apart from the striker, it's it's looking really good. Laporte makes a massive difference. Without Laporte, I could see them going out in group stages. But if he takes leadership and command of that defence, they've got Aspilicueta, who was just really good at um, in the Champions League, leading Chelsea to the uh, Champions League final. Um but yeah, I mean, it's just dark horses. I fancy them to get to maybe the semi-finals or the quarters. But yeah, if they was to win it, if Thiago does his Iniesta impression, maybe they could go far. But yeah, we'll see. Um, Joel, Spain, I know you're not too keen on them, but who's your dark horse? Uh, Italy, man. Italy, I, I look at the squad, I think the spine of the team, they've got a great young goalkeeper in Donnarumma. Two experienced centre-backs in Benucci and Chiellini. They've got younger centre-backs. Bastoni at Inter's had a really good breakout season, just won the league. The midfield, say again, Verratti, Jorginho, Barella, Pellegrini, Locatelli. They've got so many talented midfielders in there. They've got a goal scorer up front in a mobile, not just like one or two seasons, been 
consistently since he's been at that till the last five or six years, scoring goals. We got goals from out wide, Kiesa and Insignia. Got a solid team, man. They got a solid, solid team. A manager that knows how to win things, which I think is a difference when you look at someone like Belgium. Martinez in a manager that feels with confidence. Southgate at England. Um, I looked down the list, man. It, it just ain't. It, it don't scream out at you, man. Italy have got an easy group. I said it's a top of the group. I think if they're top of the group, I think they play a third place runner-up, I think. First place, uh, third place finishes, sorry. So I've got faith in them, man. I don't really see much flaws. And they're Italian. They know how to defend. If the going gets tough, they can defend, man. I think they could go all the way. I've got good pedigree. It's, it's definitely a good shout, Key. Um, who, who, who are your dark horses? Mine was Spain as well, bro. Spain as well, I think. That that youth about them, that that on paper it's a good team, and obviously, when it comes to the crunch, can they actually do it? Can they knock out a big boy and then go on to win the thing? They they've got it in them, I think, but obviously, actually doing it, we don't know. Um, I did have Germany, but it's true what um, Jam said earlier. What would they do? Will they see low going? As I uh, let's just forget about this Euros already, or will they be up free? For me, I'm leaning towards them not really being up free and just participating, really, and then finding out what the next chapter holds with Flick. But it's one, one of the two, Spain or Germany, I think I had for dark horses. Yeah. Um, just to go back on Spain, like what you were just saying, I completely agree. What Spain needs. This, uh, this year compared to previous years is that they need the, their play, these players, these tip players that were supposed to be the natural successors of the Xavi Iniesta's and Busquets, Alonso, they need these guys to actually stand up and make account for, for themselves. And I'm looking at, exa- exactly, I'm looking at Thiago, I'm looking at Colquet, I'm looking at Sao Linguez. Um, these Hello. guys... Is that going, so... Sal's not going. No, not in the squad, bro. So I'm saying, Nick, they're they're fooling you, man. They're, 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 not, not in the squad, they're fooling you, man. Regardless, Coke and Thiago, this still applies. Um, this place Busquets is still there. to be cal- Busquets, I don't want to be seeing Busquets even playing, bro. Like, <laughs> really? Busquets is finished. Yeah, Busquets is what? finished. He shouldn't, he shouldn't have gone like at all. He's just not. I'm a big fan of Astral, bro. Busquets was my guy. Yeah, I know how much you like Busquets. Yeah, Busquets was my guy, but yo, it is, it's been a hard watch since like 2018, career. But yeah, for me, as I was just saying, um, going back on the golden ball, I think Belgium are going to win this year's Euros. They've had their Why? They've had their looks, bro. They always seem to be getting to the semi-finals of this major tournament, and they just fall short by a little bit. Was it they lost to who? Who was it? Was it France um, at the World Cup? And it was a one-nil. It's a tiny, thin margins. They played better in that game, actually, if I remember correctly, than France. But they just they've lacked that bit of luck that needs to get them over the edge. And also, bro, they have to win it. This is their last major tournament with this. Uh, current crop. They're all in their 30s now. 
Exactly. That's why they're not going to win it. They're all in their 30s. The boy in there can't stay fit. Yeah, and that is a has, isn't coming off the best season. Ha, don't get me started on Hazard. Who else? Merton's 30s. Nasser Chadley's in the squad. Obviously, Thomas from was... Marlon's in the squad. Bro, they're all... Marlon's in the squad. They're all... Bro, oh, don't get me started. Belgium, you know what they remind me of? Remind me of the Milwaukee books, bro. The same. Every time the tournaments come around, the big end of season stuff, the hype starts. They're frauds, man. I'm sick of them. Every single did one the of them. Bruin, did the Bruin go? I know he had that black eye, but did he like join he's, up with the squad? He's yeah, he's with, yeah, he's with them, yeah. Oh, yeah. For me, yeah, I, I use that as an advantage where they've been together as a collective, yeah. They know, yo, they felt that pain, you know, like whereas. Teams like Germany and Spain now, it's one of these new guys, new players. Whereas these Belgian guys, they know, yo, if you don't turn up this year, they, they, like looking at the, these guys next to the locker room, in the, the changing rooms, they won't be there in four years' time, in two years' time, when, when the World Cup and the Euros come about. It's now or never, basically. Yeah, just look at how they went out of the last Euros. That's all I got to say. See, that, that's pass, pass your mind back to how Robson Carney. That's all I gotta say. Well, what, what I say they can't be taken serious, bro. Man, that's what that. They're ready. I think they're ready. So anyway, John, who have you got to uh, to to win the whole year? Uh, I've got, I've got France. Um, they're so deep. They're just they're way too deep, man. And they're not even at full strength, in my opinion. There's certain players that are there. Like Sissoko, that shouldn't be there. Um, you think of the players they've left out and the squad that they've actually got, it's quite scary. Um, but I think, if not, I think the winner comes out of Group F. I think it's France, but I wouldn't be shocked at Portugal either. Yeah. For me personally, I've I struggled to pick Portugal because even in 2016, I backed them, but I wasn't convinced like watching them you know what I mean whereas for example let's say France in 2018 in the World Cup people are like yeah I feel good about these guys just watching them as you go along Portugal they're always just orbit and iron and like they're very you have to like push them over the line no matter what talent they've got which I don't understand and I can't trust that because in the in a tournament like this one loss and you're gone one loss you're going home group stage um semis or whatever it's just, it's really tricky. But yeah, um, Key, who, who do you favour to come to win out of them two options that Jamal just mentioned? France and Portugal. Yeah, I, um, prior to the podcast, I had France and Italy to do the job. Okay, cool. Mancini just, he knows how to win. He's won major trophies before, so I, I don't think the Euros will phase him at all. And then France... As, as Jamal said, they're just in too deep, and it, you know, the bench is like for likes. They've got pace, power, like even just looking at the midfield now, is they're just stacked, and God, the subs can make impacts. You know what I mean? That's what you need in these competitions: subs that make impacts. You know, you could take off Mbappe, you got Dembele. It's things like that, and now they've added Benzema. If you take him off, you got Shirud. It's looking good for France, I'd say. For, for France, yeah. I, 
I mean, I prefer them over Portugal, but I, I'm not, I, I, I wouldn't say it was much conviction as you used to be saying it. When you say the squad depth, it's it's a tournament, you know? It's not a league format. So for me, that's a bit irrelevant. It just it matters the team that the Champs is going to put out every game. And for, first of all, I don't trust that team because he's Tuxisoka. Um Whatever team he's going to select, it's going to be a bit iffy. I mean, like, the 2018 World Cup, in my opinion, they won it in spite of the manager, you know? The 2016 uh, Euros, they got to the final in spite of the manager. Like, like the, him being there, he, he's going to make a mistake somewhere, and I think he'll get punished. I would have, they agree with me so hard that the room for error for France and Portugal and Germany, likewise, it's just very, very small, you know? You think like a, um... A tactical mistake or selection mistake, or what do you think? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what I think. I think so. Mm. He's gonna he's gonna throw something in the work, something like, for, for example, he had between the start and the left the whole World Cup or whatever, and it, mm. and it happened, but it didn't look great. But I, I think he could do something like Sissoko starting at right midfield for the whole Euros, like something something crazy like that, and then it just won't work out. I, I think that's you have to watch out for that coach, man. Jamal, I know, I know you backed him. They've got talent, but does does the shot scare you at all? No. Um, he, I don't think he's a top manager. I don't think he's like an elite level coach or anything. But I think the way they won the World Cup wasn't the way I thought they won the World Cup. They were quite. No one, I don't want to say pragmatic. Yeah, they were, they were pragmatic. They weren't. You just talk about the Belgian game earlier. They weren't. They were blowing teams away. I think they blew Argentina away and they blew away in the final. Other games, I don't really remember them going out and just battering teams. They've got to go. even, even in the groups, I don't, I don't think they, they battered the groups. Like, I just think that... To uh, Uruguay, they could have easily went out to, uh, to Uruguay. I remember that game. Yeah. I just think... I think Defensively, I think they're solid, man. I think the way he sets them up with Kante in front, they're comfortable knowing that they can defend. And then they've got Griezmann and Bappe and now Benzema up front to score the goals. I just think they've got too much. I think with them and I think with Portugal, it's about having more so with Portugal. We know who the main man is. Everyone knows Ronaldo's the main man of that team. I think what he's lacked in his international career He's never had a good supporting cast. He's always had Nani and Charisma and Eder and all scored in the finals. He's had them type of players in it. This time around, he's got legitimately really good players around him, talented players around him. I think you've got in him the most clutch player on the planet. Get him to a quarterfinals, get him to the semis, get him to the finals, get him on the pitch. Do your job behind him. Get the right supporting cast around him. They've got, I think they've got a solid chance. I, I think, I don't, I think it's hard to split them on France. But if if I had to push one, I'd say France because they they're fresh off the back of the World Cup. They're fresh. That the majority of this squad won the World Cup, whereas the team that won the Euros for Portugal slightly different. There's still some players there, Pepe, Ronaldo, and Carvalho and stuff. But there's new faces. There's fresh blood in this Portugal team. It's not quite the same for France. I think they're still quite like, fresh. There's a lot of league winners in that um, Portuguese side as well, to be fair. I mean, yeah, a lot of the starting 11 have just won trophies, like Felix, Font, 
won trophies and mm. Renato Sanchez. What what did Bruno win? Um, Bruno won United Player of the Year. Over them Bruno, over them Bruno. There's a lot of winners. Yeah, it's all good stuff. Um, so Euro start Friday, something to look forward to. And yeah, that's pretty pretty much it for the Countdown Two podcast. As always, thanks to Key and Jamal for coming through, giving great insight as always. And um, yeah, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and follow the podcast on Spotify. Peace. <laughs>